0: Today, on It's Time.
1: As we look at this, you see his unwavering testimony. You have one as well. I, leave, I hear the calling. It's time. It's time. It's time.
0: It's time. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler
1: good to those that persecute you, spitefully use you. Oh man, I'll tell you, you look at this and it should tell you right there, something is wrong. You can have religion, but not know God. This was the problem that the the Pharisees had. Had they known God, they would have realized that people were created in the image of God. And just because maybe they don't see it exactly like I do, doesn't give me a right to go persecute him and kill him. Well, that's what they did to Jesus. It shouldn't surprise us when they do it to others and to you and me. So I punish them often, every synagogue, and compel them to blaspheme. Here it says that he was actually enticing people to reject Christ. People who claimed to know God were trying to get people to deny Jesus Christ. Wow, that's scary, isn't it? Having a form of godliness, but denying the power of God. What is the power of God, by the way? Love. You try to get it any other way. Anybody, Jesus said, can love those that love them. He says, even the Pharisees, even excuse me, even the publicans do that. When you love somebody that doesn't love you back, friends, that's hard. And when we apply that love in relationships and marriage and to our kids and to love, the Bible says love loves at all times. It isn't selective. If we just go through and pick when I'm going to love and when I'm not going to love, first of all, it's a very confusing message to those on the receiving end. And second of all, it's very confusing for you because you don't know what you really like and what you dislike. Well, he said he went after him everywhere he could find him. Verse 12, While thus occupied, as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, Along the road, I saw a shining light from heaven, brighter than the sun, and it shines around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me, saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's hard for you to kick against the goads. Um, Wow. You look at this and um, Saul, Saul. Jesus knew his name, and that's important. God knows our name, and God knows our name whether we're for him or God knows our name whether we're against him. But he said to him twice, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Me? What's that? He was going after Christians. He wasn't going after Jesus himself. Jesus had ascended to heaven. Or is it that Jesus is so in love with you and me that he relates himself that what you do to one of my followers, you're doing it to me? You see, Jesus identifies with his church. I like that. Notice also, it's hard for you to kick against the proddings of the spirit. Um, That's what it means. In the old King James, it uses the words pricks. And and what it simply means, a goad was, if you were trying to get cattle to go into a a gated area, you'd have a stick with a sharp nail or a rock on the end of it, and you'd poke the cattle to get them to move. That was what a goad was for. Uh, it was just a pointed object. Now, it's one thing to be poked. It's another thing to kick against the poke. What does that do? That makes the hole a lot bigger, and it makes it a lot deeper. And Paul here is being indicted by Jesus himself saying, you've been under conviction for a long time. You know that what you're doing is wrong. You see, the proddings of the Holy Spirit, and you have to remember that people will pave over their convictions and justify their actions, even sometimes in Christianity, to be allowed to continue in the sin they're in. I've talked to people that are shacked up, and they go, well, you know, God and me, we got a little deal going on, you know what I'm mean? saying? You haven't got any deal going on, you're in sin. That's all there is to it. I'm sorry. Don't shoot me, I'm just the messenger. And there's a time, I believe, in which a person, a couple, when they come to Christ, they have a time to get, kind of get that figured out. But once that begins to affect others in the body, you got to deal with it. And, and the, the proddings of the Holy Spirit says, hey, your lifestyle is wrong. Why then do you have to counteract for it because of your lifestyle? Well, you know, I have a right to steal for my company because, you know... <laughs> They don't pay me enough anyway. And and so I, I'm just making it a little more even, you know what I'm saying? You know, God means has got a deal. God goes, uh-uh. nope, that ain't the way it works. If you don't like where you're working, if you don't feel they're paying you enough, then quit. Start your own business. Go somewhere else. But if you're stealing, then that's wrong. But you'll find Christians, even Christians will justify their behavior. Well, this is the problem that Paul... Is being indicted by Jesus himself saying it's hard for you to kick against the proddings of the Holy Spirit because the proddings of the Holy Spirit is what we call conviction. You know what you're doing is wrong. How, and and, and if we go back in the book of Acts a little bit, it says that he was bringing men and women into prison and by the readings that we're reading here, putting men and women to death because they simply believed in Jesus. You'd have to know that if this guy was at all tuned in with God at all, you'd have to know your behavior is wrong. That's why I have a hard time with with Islam, is because basically you're a Muslim or you're dead. And their idea for America is what's called Sharia law. That's where they institute the laws in the Koran into our governmental system. And so women, you better start walking 20 paces behind your man. And no more driver's license for you and get your burqa on. New TV programs. Comes out with a little star on her hat. And the program's called Wonder If It's a Woman. Don't know. Not wonder woman anymore. Just wonder if it's a woman. But you, you think about it for a minute. This is what they're about. And, and, and if, if you really follow the teachings of Muhammad, this is what you're sold out to. People say, well, you know, it's radical Islam. Not really. Not really. That, that's a, a, a modern <laughs> news media massage of what really they stand for. Because that's where they're at. That's why they could justify flying a plane into the Twin Towers. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about that anymore. Sorry. Oh well, I guess it did really happen, didn't it? I guess they haven't raised all the tapes. When they flew a plane into the Twin Towers and all the innocent people on the plane with them, they justify their evil, wicked ways by saying, we go instantly to heaven. We get our 70 virgins it's crazy what people will do to satisfy a conscience that is not lining up with their heart. Paul did this very thing. Going around, killing people, casting his vote for their death, and believing that he was serving God. And Jesus said, "Uh, uh, 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 it's hard for you. To kick against the proddings of the Holy Spirit. You see, it's one thing to be prodded. It's another thing to be kicking against it. And that's what Paul was doing. Notice, it did not stop Jesus from going after him. I like that. Some people say, well, these people, these radical, you know, religious groups are too far gone. Paul was a radical, too far gone kind of guy. And God specialized in redeeming him. That's good news. Just imagine how much more all of us have favor with God and that ability for God to speak to us when we're not out on the fringe areas like the Apostle Paul was or some of these other groups. So he says, it's hard for you to kick against the proddings of the Holy Spirit. So I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus Whom you are persecuting. Wow. Jesus identifies with the church. But rise and stand on your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose. To make you a minister and a witness. Both of the things which you have seen. And the things which I will yet reveal to you. Wow. Uh, That's really kind of what all of our purposes are too, friends. Notice those two things. A minister and a witness. We've talked about this before. You will minister to people I'll never see. You're in your classrooms, you're at your jobs, you're in different places, you're the only minister that they know and that they see. Sometimes I know we're embarrassed by the way sometimes we behave, and when we behave that way, we need to go seek forgiveness and say, hey, I'm sorry, I cussed and screamed and my face went red and things like that. Of course, they're always doing that all the time anyway, they don't think it's any big deal, but when you go and say you're sorry, they go, wow, something's going on in this guy. Something different about him. So you'd be a minister, and then he also says, you'll be a witness of the things that you know God has done for you, that's your testimony, and the things that God will yet give you in your life that you'll be able to brag about on your Father in heaven. That's good news. And I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. Now here is the real gospel right here. And here's what it is verse 18. The purpose of the gospel, if you like to make notes in your Bible, circle 18, and make a note off the side, Purpose of the gospel. That's what I did here. It's right there in my Bible. To open the eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. The word sanctified means separated. So this is the way it would read. To open the eyes to turn them from darkness to light, from power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who have already been set apart by faith in me. See, God's leaving the door wide open. He doesn't have favorites here. But he said, this is what it is. Open their eyes. How do you, boy, how do you do that? Especially when they're squinting real hard, they don't want to see. Well, Understanding that God is the Prince of the power of the air, God of this world, we have to pray, God, open their eyes. Hmm. I think that's pretty elementary, but it's so often not done. So we pray that their eyes are open. The reason that their eyes are open is so they'll turn from darkness to light. Now, Jesus said, how great is that darkness? Friends, when you look at some of the crazy stuff that we see go on in our world, what is wrong is right, what is right is wrong, you realize how powerful, this spiritual darkness is upon our world. That's why you can't make sense of it. That's why it doesn't make any sense. Because this darkness is so entrenched in our society, in our government, in our thinkings, in our schools, in our television, in our radios. I'm speaking of secular radios. It's everywhere. That darkness is what dements. People, I read a, I read a, a thing in the Boise Statesman yesterday. And it said, the reason why the whole world cannot get together is because of religion. And what we need is something like three cups of tea representing Islam and Christianity and the Catholics or whatever they, whatever he was talking about. Absolute insanity. <laughs> I couldn't believe anybody would be so silly to write something like that. You look at Adolf Hitler as an example. He didn't care about religion. He was out for what's called world conquest. You get in his way, you're dead. Had nothing to do with three cups of tea. But yet, the mentality or the darkness of this world says, Oh yeah, religion is the problem for the whole world. You ever wonder why the Bible says the Antichrist is going to have a one-world religion having a form of godliness but denying the power of God? That's why. But you see, the problem is not religion. Friends, the the Bible says the problem is the depravity of man's heart. Selfishness. And so this is what drives people to do what they do. How, How could you... In the name of anything, murder 20 million of your own people as Stalin did. We always talk about Adolf Hitler cooking the Jews and the Auschwitz and the other places uh, that he did that with and Christians as well. And oh, terrible Adolf Hitler. Joseph Stalin smoked literally Hitler. You see, Hitler didn't like the Jews. Stalin murdered his own. That to me is really bad. 20 million. Oh, Chairman Mao. Oh, he's kind of a popular guy right now up in Washington. But if we really look at history, before they tamper it and throw it all away, he murdered about 10 million of his own. Oh my, maybe he's not the idol that we all should have. You see, people don't understand the darkness. This darkness, Jesus said, how great is that darkness? It's fallen upon the entire earth. And so people cannot think. Because they're in bondage. They're in darkness. So, to open the eyes, first thing. Second, from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God. Jesus again, Luke 4. Satan says, all the kingdoms of the world are mine, mine do whatever I want to give them to you, bow down and worship me. That's what Jesus came to do, is redeem the kingdoms of the world, isn't it? Satan said, hey, how about a little shortcut here? Jesus didn't fall for it. Um, Satan's always offering a shortcut. And in that shortcut, there's always has to be an appeasement to your conscience. So, therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. This is what Jesus told him to do. Again, from Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Wow. Sanctified in faith in me. That's the only real place sanctification comes from. uh, is through Jesus. And that they would get free of their sins. Wow. That's pretty neat. I I talked to a psychologist one time. He said, if I could get my patients to forgive themselves... I'd be out of business. But the things of the past haunt people. You can't get free of it. That's why people get loaded. That's why people get stoned. I got to unwind a little bit. Why do you have to unwind? Because, you know, the things of my past, I think about them a lot, and that's why I have trouble sleeping. Another, another bottle of sleepies, please. Because our conscience bother us. You go to bed at night, and you lay on the pillow, and your brain doesn't shut off. Anybody relate with that at all? Why? Because we think about life. Now, imagine as a Christian, our sins being forgiven, we still think about life. Imagine not being a Christian and thinking about all those things that you did, wondering about, is there life after death? And will someday I have to pay for the things that I've done? And oh man, I think about this thing and what I did and oh man, what's that going to do? And it eats people alive that we may receive forgiveness of sins. Wow, that's so wonderful (laughs) to know you're forgiven. That's great news. We're forgiven. Enjoy that tonight, saints. You're forgiven. Walk out of here. I don't care how good or bad day going. I don't care if your job, your company's closing down. You just say, I don't care. I'm forgiven. That's good. Always remember that. So therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but Declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem, throughout all the regions of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do the works befitting of repentance. Not for salvation, but because you are what you say you are, the works will follow. For these reasons, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help, From God to this day, I stand witnessing both the small and great saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come, that Christ would suffer, that he would first rise from the dead and proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Notice he would be the first to rise from the dead. That's why the Bible says he's the firstborn of all creation. The Jehovah's witnesses and some of these other groups, aha, see, Jesus was born. No, it's talking about what Jesus did. He was the firstborn. He was the first one that demonstrated he came back after life. Jesus has always been. John 8, 58, Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. But the idea here is that Jesus was demonstrational proof that there's life after death. He's the firstborn. He's the one that shows, hey, we're all going to walk in his footsteps Paul says, we're not exactly sure what we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 13, but he said, when we know we see him, we're going to be like him. It's great news. So, therefore, I've obtained help from God to this day. Oh, that's important. Remember, God just didn't save you a long time ago and let you set. He's working in your life each day. I stand witnessing to both small and great. It didn't matter about the crowd or the level of influence of the individual, saying no other things in which the prophets, Moses said, would come. That Christ would suffer, that He be the first to rise from the dead, and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Now, as He thus made His defense, Festus said with a loud voice, "Paul, you're beside yourself. Much learning has driven you crazy. You're mad, dude." But he said, "I am not mad, most noble Festus. But I speak words of truth and reason. Isn't that funny?" Words of truth and reason are interpreted by people of the world of being mad. See, everything in the world is backwards. That's what you got to be careful of. When we're influenced by the world, the philosophy of the world, the ideas, the ideologues in the movies and things like this, we need to be careful because it's usually exactly opposite to what the Bible says is real. So when the Hollywood... I always think this is so funny. I've heard this before, but it just cracks me up because I see these these things. You know, well, honey, why can't you be like the guy on the screen, you know, he goes up to Mulholland Drive or out to Lover's Lane and he drives up there and he turns the radio on and it happens just to be the right song on the radio. I love you, baby. And, and, and then he puts his arm around her and, and says, so, why can't you be romantic like that? Because there's about 20 directors telling him what to do. And there's people that are very skillful in making sure the right song is on the radio at the right time. Well, he said, I'm not mad. The way the world sees it and the way that God sees it, two different things. For the king before whom I also speak freely knows these things. For I am not, con- for I am convinced that none of these things escape his attention since this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you believe. Then King Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. We'll stop here tonight. You almost persuade me. You see, the Holy Spirit was pulling on Agrippa's heart. Paul's simple gospel message spoke to his heart. Now, we never find that Agrippa accepted Christ as a savior. And we'll finish this story next week. But as we look at this, you see something pretty amazing. You see his unwavering testimony. You have one as well. What God's done for you, you can tell others about. Let God bless you that way. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, tonight, thank you that you've given each one of us a testimony. Thank you, God, that you have given us a reason to live and a self to live with and a reason to live for. And so, God, tonight, as we spent this time looking at your word, reminding us, God, what the gospel is, to turn from darkness to light, accept the forgiveness that you offer us through Jesus Christ for our sins, and accept an inheritance that lives forever with you. Father, thank you that you're so good to us. And so we ask you now that you would keep our hearts, our minds, God, in your ways.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening and tune in next time for It's Time.